Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Sunday, March 13th, the year of our Lord, 2016. I am Jeremy Holmes. I am joined by my delightful... Loving, gentle, kind, caring, sometimes critical, but like in a in a helpful way, like constructive. She's constructive, critical, con- constructively critical. My partner in life and in love and in crime, Christina Wise. Hello. What? I'm constructively critical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've you have. Uh, been a blessing to my life in many ways one of them is sometimes you know letting me know when stuff kind of falls flat <laughs> okay. sometimes i think my ideas are really good mm-hmm. and sometimes they are and sometimes they shouldn't go any farther than my brain yeah and uh, okay you know i just you know i appreciate the input it's just my way of saying like you know it's not all sunshine and roses over here but uh but you bring a uh, a helpful perspective to things. Sometimes I appreciate it. Did you ever play that game Mousetrap growing up, mm-hmm. where the marble would roll and all the contraptions would go off? Okay. That sometimes reminds me of what how your brain works. <laughs> Why? What? Just that one thing sets off another thing mm. and another thing, and then it all. Okay. Yeah, that's just what. What does that have to do with what I just said, though? Because you said sometimes your ideas are good and oh, sometimes they shouldn't leave I your see. brain. I got it. I got it. Okay. See, <laughs> so you couldn't even follow that. The marble <laughs> no, stopped short. No. It was too too linear. <laughs> it was too linear and not uh, frenetic enough. So we have some fun stuff planned for today. Some follow-up files. Um, as mentioned last week on the show, Christy uh, has, has some prior experience with f- flashing. With some flash mobs. Did we mention and that gonna, on last show? Yeah, that's that's how this all okay. came about. Okay. You, like, as a throwaway line, mentioned that you were into flash oh, mobs. Okay. And I, I feel... Have you told me this before? I don't listen to our show. Huh. Um, Luckily, I, I took a note because I knew that we'd want to talk about it. I maybe have told you before. Hmm. So we're going to uncover Christina's okay. seedy background <laughs> in the world of flash mobbery. Flash mobbery. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, a thing. I'm wanting to make one of the most drastic changes to my life that I've made okay. in the 33 years that I've been on the face of this planet. I would argue that quitting drinking was a pretty, <laughs> pretty big, yeah, change. Well, and this is this is right up there. Okay, this is equally as almost equally as up there. Uh, you got a drone strike. You got some space news. Timely space news. In fact, if you're listening to this even just a few hours after it came out, uh, I mean, it'll still be relevant, but, well, I don't want to, uh, I got to keep the powder dry, as mm-hmm. people like to say. So we'll get to it. Uh, but yeah, Christy, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Again, it's daylight savings time, which is the stupidest mm. concept ever, and I Again, I have the um, 
want to start a state initiative uh-huh. to ban daylight savings time. Mm. Do we know anybody that's involved? I mean, how do we do that? Like, what would it actually take? We just write it. Could you that write it? Do you and think if that you could get actually enough, happen? Yeah, if you get enough um, signatures, mm-hmm. legitimate signatures, you can get it on the ballot, and then hope it wins. Yeah, but I mean, is that just something that we can decide as a state? Yeah. Or does the whole country have to decide? No. Are there other states that have done this? Yes. Oh, what other states have done it? I know for sure Arizona does not do daylight savings. So, okay, a couple things about daylight saving times. Uh-huh. Why did it, didn't, didn't it originally exist for like farmers or yes. something? Because we were kind of an agricultural society. Yep. I can hear... <laughs> If we, uh, maybe we, we probably don't have a lot of farmer listeners. I realize (laughs) there are still farmers out there, but it's probably not quite the way that it was when this originally rolled around. So the one thing that I don't understand about daylight saving time, and this happens every year, and it happened to me this morning as well. um, People always complain, uh, parents specifically always complain about how it's a mess with their kids because it like messes up their schedule and they lose sleep or gain sleep. I mean, whatever. It's always causes some kind of problem and i while i agree and i can understand i mean it you know i felt kind of off today and my i have a five-year-old daughter she probably uh, she seemed a little off today we kind of had a little bit slow start going this morning and i just kind of felt in a little bit of funk today but i mean so while i understand that it is a bit of an issue i I feel like, I mean, if you're scanning through Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I feel like way more of an issue is made out of it than it really, than it really is. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I I feel like everybody could probably calm down with the (laughs) complaining, like the true, the true, uh, the true victims of daylight saving time are the parents of kids. I mean, it's just an hour, like. Your kid gets up an hour earlier. It, everybody's going to be okay. Right? You know it's, what I mean? It's I just... not bad until tomorrow. Why? What's I mean, because we just started recording. It's 1050. It doesn't mm. feel like 10. It doesn't feel like almost 11 o'clock. It doesn't. I still have to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow, mm. mm-hmm. which I'm getting less and less sleep because I'm not tired because mm. it only feels like 930. Mm. So that is the the issue is tomorrow. People like you don't have to wake up ever. Tomorrow, Monday. That's not necessarily true. I have stuff to do. I got to get up, take care of my daughter tomorrow, get yeah, her ready, get to school, get to work. Yeah, but whenever you feel like it. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that go you, to school till I one. think that you have a, uh, I think that you have not a realistic expectation. So, okay, let's just j- talk about this real briefly before okay. we jump into the other stuff that we have. You leave before me. Usually you leave before me in work, although we'll get into it a little bit later. This is not, uh, the last week or so, it has not necessarily been this way, but oftentimes you leave before me because y- you have to get to work and I'm, you know, I have, I go to work a little bit later than you. I stayed at work a little bit later than you. And I also have um, a couple days a week. I have my daughter and I got to get her ready and all that kind of stuff. But I think that you, you feel like as soon as you walk out this door in the morning, I like, like the party music turns on and I have somebody like feeding me grapes and bringing me breakfast in bed. Like I I think that maybe you have a little bit of an unrealistic 
understanding of what really goes on here in the morning <laughs> after you leave. No, I don't I think mean, any partying happens. I think a lot of sleeping I th- happens. I think that you, you, I just, I can sense the resentment in your heart when you walk out the door. You're like, I don't feel you re- get, you're banging around, you're turning the lights on, opening oh, windows. No, there's no resentment. <laughs> well, the only time there's resentment is when you're wanting to watch one of the shows that we watch together at like 1230 or one o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then, oh, you fell asleep again. I'm thinking, yeah, because I have to wake up in five hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not my fault that you have uh, need more sleep than me. It's not needing more sleep. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's. Um... I would like you for just one week to wake up at six o'clock and be ready to go. Not just wake up and let your alarm thing go mm-hmm. off for an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually wake up mm-hmm. and be ready and in your car at 650 mm-hmm. for five days straight. And we'll see I how did that, that works. Almost, I did that almost every day last week, except for two days. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying almost. Three saying out of five. Every like single day, five days in a row. 75%-ish, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that actually, because we're going to talk, we're going to talk about uh, sleep situation a little bit later, but let's let's do this first. Let's do uh, let's do. We got some follow up files, okay. guys. The follow up files. First and foremost, I would like to thank. So we introduced a new segment last week, <laughs> and we actually have an update. The, our our update that we have, our follow up files that we have, are actually related to the new segment that we introduced last week. It was a segment called Mystery Time. Mystery Time was the name that we came up with uh, literally on the fly. We kind of workshopped it on the fly as we were recording. And uh, Jessica, my actually uh, my sister, <laughs> friend of the show, Jessica, recorded this little, uh, this little ditty for us. So Mystery Time, it's um, when we have mysteries <laughs> that we solve or we need solving. <laughs> and uh, we introduced two of them last week. We have. Um, some more information on both of them, but uh, I just wanted to play this play this song real quick. It's mystery time with Holmes and Wise. There is no need for a disguise. Simply listen to the tale. The nerds will not fail. It's mystery time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so it's much. So great. I need to get uh, I need to get a little keyboard going in the background. Like there needs to be like a little ding ding. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like then it gets into the territory of kind of the music for a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes mysteries are scary. That's true. The unknown is scary. <laughs> so, uh, well, so Christy, last week we mentioned uh, there was a song that I heard on a ice cream truck and I recognized it and I didn't know what it was. Um, I'm just going to play a little sample of it. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Okay. And uh, within, within, I think, I mean, it was probably hours after uh, yeah, you just a couple it. hours after posting it. We uh, listener Mikey Hughes wrote in on our Facebook mm-hmm. and said, "I haven't finished the episode yet, but that is a Bolivian folk song called Lorando Se Fue." Se Fue. Fue. You sound fue. really fancy. Lorando Se Fue. Fue. <laughs> fue. Fue. Um, <laughs> 
I'm horrible. Uh, it, it's been sampled by Bollywood. Jennifer Lawrence, I, th- I think she meant Jennifer no. Lopez. Uh, yeah. The song is On the Floor. And other artists. So I posted a link to the YouTube video. And uh, also thank you to listener Jojo who tweeted us and linked to the, to the same video. Uh, he was later because he's in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jojo. Who, okay, by the way. And maybe, should we play the french fry thing that he sent? Sure. Okay, so I'll tack this on at the end of the episode. At the end of the episode, I'm going to tack this on. JoJo, uh, we know him through your other podcast, The Little Mm -hmm. Red Bandwagon. He is a listener of TBTL, and you guys had him on on your show. He lives in Japan, but he's from England? Yes. He's from England, but he lives in Japan because he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right, and maybe we should have him on because he really nerds out about baseball. Like he's a huge be- baseball fan. I forgot the name of his team, but it's like the Yellow Birds or something, <laughs> and, and it's so crazy. And we I don't really it. know anybody else that's into baseball. Is the thing, so it would be really great to have him on because he's like, I mean, he's one of the only people that we know that that is really into baseball. So I, I mean, we just. You don't come across people that are that into baseball yeah. every day. So it would be well, fun to have teams him. teams that we don't even know about. It would be fun to have him to have him on because of the baseball thing. So uh, he lives in Japan. I came across an article about how apparently Japan is now or McDonald's in Japan is now selling dessert french fries. Yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um I tweeted it at him and I was like, "Hey, is this legit? Like is this a real thing?" And mm-hmm. uh not only did he confirm that it was, but he actually went out, purchased some f- for research, of course. I mean, r- risking his uh, the lining of his stomach <laughs> and everything else. And he uh, he tried some, took some pictures, and he recorded a little, a little, um, what's that called? Review. A review, I guess. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to tack that on at the end of the episode, and uh, you guys can check it out. So... Mystery Files, uh, <laughs> Mystery Time, Part Two. Uh, the other situation that we talked about on our show last week was about a, f- a friend of mine that reached out to me because she thinks she's kind of being catfish slash scammed. Um, I'm not going to retell the entire story again, but basically, she met this dude on Tinder. They've been dating on and off. Um, they've spent quite a bit of time together. He is in Turkey and was trying to get her to do some kind of thing with his bank. And she, <laughs> uh, he wanted her to contact the bank for her. So she contacted the bank and they were saying, oh, you know, you have $20,000 in your account. And she could see that because she logged into, logged into his quote unquote bank. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty sketchy bank website. Um, but you need to pay, you know, $700 or 700 pounds. Sorry, Craig. Um, tweeted at us and pointed out to me that if it's a European Union bank, it's it's not dollars. And I said dollars a bunch last week. It's all in pounds. So they wanted, you know, this bank wanted 700 mm, pounds, pounds or whatever. Pounds is only for England. No, I, I, he's really? right. Yeah, yeah. I. It's a euro. Oh, euro. Euro is the European Union pound That's is what I only meant. in. Okay. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, um, do you want to cut that? No, okay. no, it's all right. Hey, we're, uh, you know, we're not perfect, Christy. This yeah. may come as a surprise to our listeners, uh, and to you. Spoiler alert. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I make mistakes sometimes. Uh, 
Oh, I so, know. Anyway, she thought she was being scammed. We definitely, I definitely think she's being scammed. Now we're starting to question if this dude's even real. So we started looking into it a little bit more. I mean, more. he's real because she's met him. Right. I, I meant whether mean he was who he anything said he was. That he said, he yeah. said that he was some kind of professional, semi-professional basketball player over nope. in Europe. And now, but then he came over to uh, the Los Angeles area where my uh, this person lives to um, pursue a career in acting and apparently has had quite a few acting gigs so but no imdb that's so she gave me his name and i uh started looking started looking into him a little bit um sorry this is the actual update part to the story Mm -hmm. so this is part two of the story um so we started looking him up and i mean so he's an actor he has no imdb page he's a basketball player there's no websites there's no team listings team directories there's none of that stuff under his name so that yeah. all looks pretty sketchy uh i looked him up on facebook and couldn't find it so then she said oh he has a nickname so i looked him up by his nickname and i found a page with some pictures on it that matched the pictures of him that she had sent me so i went and looked at the page and this page uh th- they only had this person only had 16 friends the account was created a really long time ago um or i'm sorry not that long ago for mm-hmm. a facebook page maybe 3 years ago 2 years ago something like that i went to go look at it and uh the, there's only one a status uh update that's been posted on the page and that has been shared numerous times from this same person whoever's running this page and it mm-hmm. was and it basically said this guy is a scam he's only using women for their money look out um, we're gonna, you know, look, look out, just be warned. This dude's like not good. So I messaged that page. Mm-hmm. I messaged, uh, all the people that were friends with that page. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't heard back from any of them. Facebook usually shows you when people have read your messages. Yeah. As far as I can see, nobody's read any of the messages that I've sent out, but that doesn't look good. So my friend at this point was starting to get pretty frustrated and she actually just called the dude out, mm-hmm. uh, via, He's out of the country right now. Sure he is. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and so they're talking on um, like a messenger of some kind. Okay. And he said, um, she she just said, hey, you're scamming me. Like, what's up with that? At least be honest. And he was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, well, this bank thing, it's totally sketchy. And mm-hmm. like, it's obviously not a real bank. Like, if you Google the name of the bank, it doesn't exist points out this <laughs> the facebook page of his and he said well you know I, I i don't have any of that stuff because that's not my real name uh, because i had a stalker situation oh, in the past yeah. and i haven't figured out how to set up the imdb thing and you're not the one that was getting scammed with this whole bank thing it turns out i'm getting scammed and he mm. was really apologetic and like oh man now i'm screwed out of this fifteen thousand dollars that he was promised by somebody that they allegedly donated or uh, not donated but deposited into this account of his yeah <laughs> so so Sounds uh legitimate um, she has continued talking to him. She hasn't just cut it off. I think partially because she's curious to see like what his long, like what the, what the plan is long term. Um, so they're, they've gone back to talking. They talk every couple of days, but they're not talking as much as they were. Um, he's asked her for money a couple times. One time was for groceries and another time because he was sick and needed to go to the doctor or something. Yet he's in a different country. Yeah. So he okay. was trying to get her to 
um, wire him money or send him some money or something. Obviously, and she would she say no. She said no to that. Um, so I checked in. I checked in with her and just asked. Um, I said, "Hey, we're gonna do another." We're going to do another show. She knows we talked about it on the show. I asked her before we shared about it last week. I said, we're going to do another, uh, do another thing on the show. Um, is there anything you want me to add or or put out there? Mm-hmm. Um, things are kind of in a wait and see mode right now, I yeah. guess. Uh, but uh, what she said was that she wants to know who to reach out to as far as like law enforcement. Because even though this guy maybe hasn't done enough that she could go after him directly for something. She wants to get some kind of report filed with some organization just so they have all of his information. So if it happens again, or if other stuff comes up, it'll be in the system somewhere. So what she said was that we should ask people who to reach out to. She's in the California area, I told her to just reach out to the local police and see what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that there maybe is some kind of international aspect here. So I don't know if that would be like an FBI thing. I know some banks, when you get involved with that kind of stuff on a national level, the FBI gets involved. But um, anyway, so I said that I would put it out there on the podcast. And hey, I mean, if you need legal advice, what what better place, what better place to do it than uh, than our little podcast? Yeah. <laughs> So if there's any of you that nerd out about catfishing or um, (laughs) internet fraud or that kind of thing, and you have some suggestions for where this person should, uh, which law enforcement agency this person should reach out out to, we would love. This sounds like a case for Neve. I know. I know. We get it. Well, I used, I mean, I, a lot that I, a lot of the tricks that I used to kind of dig into this, I learned from Neve. You know, I did some who is lookups on the bank website, found out that it had just been registered in Mm -hmm. January of 2016. Did the reverse search? Did some reverse image searching. Didn't uh, didn't come up with much with that. Just led back to the one Facebook page they found. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see. But Christina. Yes. I wanted to talk to you about your uh, your flash mob. I mean, (laughs) I've known you for four years. Yeah, something like that. I've no <laughs> What? You sounded so disinterested. Huh? I guess so. No, twelve I've known you for a while. Four so years, we've known yeah. each other for a while. And uh-huh. I did not know, but you have quite a passion for flash mobs. <laughs> I would more say did. What happened to it? Where did the fire go? <laughs> it's a lot what? of work. Like I mean physically, like the, the dancing part of it or Yeah, I mean we so I did learned two dances and those one of those dances the glee mm-hmm. flash mob that ha- took place in 2010 um we did that in three different locations on one day mm-hmm. and one location another day so it was originally done in April of 2010 in three different locations we did it at the Seattle Center Westlake and Pioneer Square all in one day mm-hmm. and walked to each So you one did of those. one flash mob in three different locations. Yes. Okay. And then um we did it uh, a couple months later at the Pride Festival, the same dance, the, the same, same pl- glee thing. Yeah. And then the the Seahawks one we did just at halftime, so 
Okay. But here's the thing. So that's three. You did three in one day. You did the same one later on, so uh-huh. four. And then you did a Seahawks one, so that's five. Yes, an opening game. So let me back up. How did you? How did you? How did you go to the first one? How did you get into it? How did you dip your how dip I, your toes into the waters of flash mob at re? I feel like so. I did it. I did all of the flash mobs with my friends Chris and Kyle. Okay. And I think that they found out about it. Some it was on Facebook, and it was in 2010. Flash mobs were everywhere. Yeah. There were commercials, and I loved them. I just loved the whole concept of it. And so we found out about this one. We practiced three days a week for mm-hmm. two to three hours a day. So, I mean, it's a lot of work. And I'm not that good at dancing. So um, these were professional dancers, like classically trained, all the way down to someone like me. And then there was little kids in mm-hmm. it. And we're in this tiny little dance studio on Capitol Hill learning all of this. Um so yeah, it was very physical. How many practices were there? It was maybe let's see, three times probably twelve to fifteen. Twelve practices. to fifteen practices. And they had YouTube, so you learned it on YouTube as well. Oh. So they Jesus had the, the practice. It was a lot of work. And and Did this you, was song there was three three different clips of songs Mm -hmm. so it was probably about i mean you can see the video like six to seven minutes long Mm -hmm. was there a lot of um was there a lot of attrition i mean did you lose a lot of people Uh, 12 practices Uh, i think we actually gained more when it actually happened because there was a lot of people um, that couldn't come to the practices, mm-hmm. so they just did it from the YouTube video. Oh, so do you think that people were there because more? So this was the Glee one. It was yes. a Glee themed flash mm-hmm. mob. And do you think that they were there because of the because of Glee or because of their passion for flash mobs? Flash mobs. And why were you there? Flash mobs. But you're also really into Glee, right? Yeah. Okay. So so and, it was both. Yeah. And w- did you guys now? Was this like a legit like? Somebody walked into Westlake Center with a boombox and put it down and hit play, and you guys just busted out. Yeah. In the where was it? Uh, the first one was Westlake. And is that the one that we have the video of? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna post. We're gonna post links to these. Yeah. Did you watch through the videos? Did you see if you're in any of them? I think uh, I I think I saw myself in in the <laughs> oh one. Oh my god! So, um, what happened is it was in Westlake and. Which is a mall here in Seattle, right yeah. downtown. And it's but there's outside. also a big yeah. outdoor kind of public square thing. So what happens is two people uh, come out and and dance, just the two of them. So mm-hmm. they could just be random people, right? Because there's, there's lots of buskers down there. Right. People playing music and so, stuff. So they're just dancing to Don't Stop Believing. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to the chorus, probably about five more people. Mm-hmm. The The... The problem is that Westlake at this time is not very populated, but there was probably 200 flash mobbers. Okay. And part of it is we've practiced for, I mean, and the day of, we met in Cal Anderson Park and practiced for two hours straight before (laughs) this happened. So we had it down pat, right? 
imagine if you could harness all this energy for <laughs> doing something that's actually productive and helpful, like makes the world a better place. <laughs> this made the world a better place for I some guess. people. So I just, I mean, we go and everyone's supposed to like, you know, people had props like you'll see a woman that's carrying a baby in it and mm-hmm. then passes her baby off and starts dancing or we have people oh. at coffee or I'm pretending that I'm videotaping this and I don't know what's <laughs> happening. And then, Oh, now I'm dancing, you know? <laughs> so, um, so then that was one of the problems, but the cool part about this is at the time it kind of went a little bit viral and mm-hmm. people from Glee, mm-hmm. like the creator and a couple of the stars on it tweeted it. Like, oh wow. So that, that was kind of cool. Cause I mean, <laughs> they don't crazy. know that this mall, yeah. You know, has maybe 50 people around it or whatever. I so just it starts they dance and then all of a sudden it gets bigger and bigger and we were instructed like the first third of the people do the first part and then mm-hmm. it kind of just grows grows grows. Mm-hmm. And I okay, I apologize. I didn't mean to sound negative earlier. I uh-huh. apologize. I think that it's great. I think that it's amazing. I think that I'm I'm jealous <laughs> because I mean w- we've done we've done av- live events for this show for your other show like I mean anybody that's ever tried to get anybody to do anything show mm-hmm. up to a birthday party. <laughs> you have to beg people to respond to a like an evite or whatever. You have to beg people to like c- come to things that they want to come to. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that a group of somebody could coordinate a group of strangers and you get 200 people to show up and participate in 12 practices yeah and then participate in something that's in three different locations all over seattle like that's that's just amazing i mean that that in and of itself is it's a miracle the first the first flash mob from this it's the same production company Mm -hmm. um did a michael jackson thriller one and then so that became pretty viral and from there they grabbed that they were able to grab the attention and so a couple mm-hmm. years later when it was glee they decided to do that and i think i believe that glee put out a thing for we're back and who can make the most viral video to celebrate uh, that coming so that's back. what you guys were trying to do i guess so. so um okay so that was your first one yes and then you did you have another one that you mentioned on here uh this you had a seahawks halftime yes. flash mob yes is what it said yeah and it and was all to up? stadium rock what's how's so that like work we, queens we will rock you okay stuff like that okay and that one um was a little bit different because the movements had to be so big mm-hmm. and grand because you're seeing them from the stands mm-hmm. and it was at halftime, so everyone kind of empties out. Mm. And my side were facing where the opposing teams usually sit. And okay. so it was just people like growling at us basically the whole time. Who was the team? 49ers, the of four- course. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah. that's brought, there's a lot of away fans because they got a short right. drive. And yeah. we it were was 2010 rivals at the time. When, we were, right? like, when yeah. they were actually a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was that and, um, so people were kind of mean, but it was really fun and exciting. We got to practice a few times on the stadium because we had to, in that small space, we, we still, we still practice in that small, Mm -hmm. tiny space in, um, Capitol Hill. It's right above Molly Moon's. What's that? The Century Ballroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. So very small. Mm -hmm. And then to take that out into a football field, you have to do, (laughs) I mean, we were 10 yards away Mm -hmm. from each other doing the stuff. So yeah. Triple that space between you. Right. It's just like last and, time, except for three times as much. And distance. we took up the whole so, field. So, 
how did you get down on the field? They escorted us onto the field. Oh, so it was, I mean, it was, it was, this one was a little more planned. It was, oh, for sure. Because the stadium people had to know about it. Right, Otherwise, right. Otherwise, I guess I you think would have it, all gotten arrested. I didn't get to Although, see this part, but I think that there was um, a thing with the mascot was fighting with the, um, like, we had people dressed like referees. No. <laughs> oh. And then there was like flags flown, and then then it started. <laughs> uh, but I okay. didn't get to see that part, right? Um, so, and then we <laughs> ran out and we're in the end zone, and then took our places wherever. Oh my god, I love it so much. Yeah, I just really wanted to be part of that, just because to be on the yeah, the field. How fun! And so I had I had a bunch of friends that were just happened to be at the game. So oh, that was did fun. they know that you were mm-hmm. out there? So okay, so that was number two, and then uh, and then you also were. The part same of a production company um had been asked to do a um the there's a Seattle Met magazine mm-hmm. and they did a 100 things reasons we love Seattle and this was a 2010 um edition and one of them was flash mobs because i was so huge and Seattle was like mm-hmm. one of the biggest places for it so they gathered as many people as they could through their networking and past people that did flash bombs and had us go to gas works all wearing red or pink. And we <laughs> did a heart yeah. and then helicopters flew over and took photos of us. That's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> but let me tell you one thing. Well, sorry. so if you okay. look at this picture, you're going to post it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll, that's what I was going to say. I'll, I'll make, I'll make the Seattle Met one like the show picture. So yep. you'll see it if you saw this article on Facebook or whatever. But, um, but if you click through and click on the actual link to the, uh, to the nerd out loud, like the, the link that accompanies the show, uh, I'll put a, a zoomed in picture that Christy showed me okay. of, so, of the, them down there on the ground. So what you'll notice about it is that there is a guy wearing a blue shirt (laughs) and you'll also notice him in every one of the flash mob videos oh really because that became his thing oh he wore a bluetooth headset Uh and this blue shirt and a tie (laughs) because his thing was that he is a businessman oh (laughs) just happened to be walking through right on a saturday through westlake mall Uh, like uh, you do yeah and it actually really bothered me. <laughs> and I think that Kyle knew him uh, for some reason. and was like, oh, that guy's such an ass. That and guy. he was like in a local theater group. Of course he was. And an, so, improv, uh, an improv troupe. Yeah, it really <laughs> bothered me that he was wearing a bright blue shirt. Because yeah. that he had decided that was his thing. But, Called like, squirrel's gotta find a nut or yeah. something. So, uh, I, that guy, that guy, I think, is the reason that Flash Mob's wouldn't work today because i think that everybody everyone would everybody would want to make it about themselves oh, yeah, everybody sure. would want to be like i'm gonna be the guy that goes viral at the th- it's yep. like those guys that went to the trump that went to the republican de- or the trump speech or whatever and were like eating nachos behind trump yeah it's like everybody is now be- trying to be the next viral thing so like i'm gonna be the guy at the flash mob that showed up dressed in a bear suit <laughs> like i'm right. gonna wear an inflatable dinosaur costume exactly yeah, that's that makes me sad and happy. I mean, it makes me happy that they did it. I mean, I I want it to continue happening, but I feel like it wouldn't for that reason. I also feel like if <laughs> I feel like 
nowadays if <laughs> if all of a sudden you know 15 or 20 people in like a town square in downtown seattle all like pulled off their coats to reveal matching outfits mm-hmm. that everybody would just panic because they would assume it's some kind of terrorist attack right. or Someone mass shooting or something sure. like that like there would be pepper spray involved and some rubber bullets and then it would just yeah. <laughs> Oh man. SPD ruins the flash mob. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, have you are you, so are you like on the mailing list for this production company still? Are they still doing stuff or have they shut mm. down? That's a good question. I might have stopped. Hmm. I we'll can look it up though. We'll I know look all their it. names. I'm just curious. I'm curious. Uh I think I was only ever really a part of one kind of flash mob ish type of thing and it was back so a while back i was in when i was in college and there was a big um there's kind of a part of seattle there's a neighborhood in seattle here called ballard it's it's kind of a quirky fun neighborhood like all of the quirky fun neighborhoods in seattle it's now overrun with mm-hmm. people that work at amazon and make like yeah. one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year oh, right out of college and there. can afford you know a uh, $600,000 uh, studio condo <laughs> that <laughs> that they they put six of them on the footprint of what used to be like a 800 square foot house. <laughs> so um anyway, uh it was down in Ballard and it was like a pillow fight. They wanted everybody to show up at a certain time and try and everybody had to hide pillows in like backpacks and bags and shopping bags and stuff like that. Okay. And then right at a certain point somebody was going to hit an air horn. And when the air horn went off, everybody was supposed to fight as hard as they could for like three minutes. And then they were going to hit the air horn again. And then everybody was just supposed to stop what they were doing, put their pillow away and just walk away as if nothing happened. So it it went really well. Uh, A bunch of people showed up. Uh, What... what ended up happening was that uh, feathers got everywhere because people brought pillows with feathers in them because it was fun, you mm-hmm. know, and because pillows have feathers in them. But a lot of the pillows exploded. Okay. <laughs> and and feathers went everywhere. And the organization that put it on actually ended up getting fined a whole bunch of money from the Seattle Parks Department and the, maybe the SPD or something okay. uh, because they made a huge Sorry. mess <laughs> that then somebody had to clean up. So that's really my one and only involvement. That's fun, though. With the Yeah, I thought it was cool. Except for the part where uh, they made a whole bunch of work for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Some poor dude getting paid like eight bucks an hour to sweep up feathers in a park for two days. <laughs> but, that sucks. But, yeah, sounds fun. Well, Christy, so for these uh, 12 practices that you did for the flash mobs. Well, I, there might have even did been you, more. Did you ever have to get up very early in the morning? No, they were always after work. Okay. Well, uh, should I have yes anded that? No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay. We did have to wake up super early the day of the mob, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like six a.m. Mm-hmm. Well, I have been thinking. Um, I've been wanting to make some changes in my life. Okay. Um, and is one this of how you're going to break up with me? Is on the <laughs> show like? Well, we got engaged on a podcast. <laughs> it only makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It only let's makes do sense. This. We met because of a podcast. We got engaged on a podcast. It would only make sense <laughs> sure. to break up on a podcast. Of course. So with that, no. Uh mm-hmm. so I've been wanting to make some changes in my life. 
Well, I have been making some changes. One of the things that I want to do, I have never in my entire life been a morning person. Okay. Never, ever have I been a morning person. The only times that I've ever been excited about being up in the morning is when um, I used to be really involved in the uh, electronic dance music scene. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you were. I would go to a lot of raves, sometimes Mm -hmm. to a weekend. And I would go to these parties and there's something really magical about being with like 500 people like in a field and have music going like as the sun's coming up. I don't know. There's something really exciting about that. So, But in those instances, I had stayed up all night. Right. (laughs) I wasn't getting up in the morning. I've never in my entire life enjoyed morning mornings and uh, I've always been kind of a late night person. But I'm I kind of I kind of want to try and shift it around. I kind of want to try and become uh, a morning person or at least, you know, get up earlier. I While I don't enjoy mornings, I will say this. I will say that every I have never regretted getting up early. I have regretted sleeping in. I've regretted hitting snooze more times than I can count. (laughs) I have regretted uh, (laughs) deciding to sleep in. You know, uh, I have never once ever regretted getting up early and going somewhere or whatever. I've never gotten up early and got my day started a few hours earlier than I usually do. And at the end of the day gone, oh, God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I have had jobs where I've had to get up much earlier. I'm blessed with a somewhat flexible schedule now so I can go in a little bit later and stay a little bit later if I want or I can go in early and leave a little bit early if I want. And uh, more often than not, I go in a little bit later in the day, like usually around nine, maybe ten. And uh, so, but I kind of want to try and change that up. So uh, I've always struggled getting up in the morning. That that's the real problem that I have. Even yeah. when I get a good amount of sleep, even if I go to bed at eight o'clock at night, I don't know. I can't. No, think of the last on. time that's ever happened. Even if I go to bed at like ten thirty or eleven or something like that, mm-hmm. I have a really hard time getting up in the morning. I am really, really good at justifying why I should hit snooze. Oh my God. <laughs> why I should skip you out are not that. snooze. It's like you can <laughs> snooze for two hours straight and it's always on the day when I can sleep in. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you should wake up at six <laughs> and then snooze for mm-hmm. hours? I've tried. I've tried a number of contraptions to help me with this problem. One of the things that I used to do when I was in when I was in college and I had to get up is I got one of those old school alarm clocks. I actually just got one mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, but it has like the actual bells on it and it has a metal hammer that swings back and forth yeah. and like bangs on the bells. Mm-hmm. So I got one of those and I would put, um, you know, those plastic milk crates, yeah. those milk cartons. I would put one of those over the top of it and then I would take a bowl. And I would fill it full of water, brimming full of water, like to the very top, about to spill. And I would set it on top of the milk crate. And then sometimes I would top it off with a little bit more water. So there would be, so there would be, I mean, it would be right on the brim. So then I would, you know, obviously before I put it under there, I would set the alarm for the time I want. So then when the alarm went off, it would require, it would require me to be awake enough to lift the heavy bowl off of the thing, carry it wherever I would needed to carry it, set it down without spilling, lift the milk crate off and then turn the alarm off. And usually by that time it was enough that it would kind of help me yeah. get going. Um, oftentimes. And I say that because oftentimes I will like, I will set my alarm for six trying to get up at six mm-hmm. and I'll wake up at eight on yeah. top of my phone with it turned off yeah. with no mm-hmm. idea what's going on. Meanwhile, 
so anybody else that was around, including you, more often than not, it's you, uh, had to deal with my alarm going off for an hour and a half. Yeah. And you don't even know. While I'm sleeping soundly (laughs) on top of my phone or whatever. And you wake up and you have an imprint of the phone (laughs) on your face or your head. Which has happened. And it's been going off. Yeah. More than once. So have you, I mean, you get up early now for work, but Mm -hmm. would you consider yourself a morning person? I mean, when, how many alarms do you set? One. And you just get up and that's it. Yeah. I don't understand how people can do that. I, sometimes I wake up right before. I'm so jealous. No, I mean, unless I'm sick, there I don't ever snooze. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so so. I I re, I just kickstarted a uh, <laughs> I I backed a project on kids Kickstarter that's like a uh, it looks like a bath mat, but it's an alarm clock that's a bath mat basically, okay. or it looks like a it's a bath mat isn't the right term. It's like a small carpet, like a a welcome mat. It's the okay. size of a welcome mat, but it's an alarm clock. And you, to get it to turn off, you have to stand on it with all of your weight. Mm. So you put your weight and everything into it. And then like you program it with however much you weigh. So you can't trick it. And then when, when it goes off, you have to get up out of bed and stand on it. Do you think this for is actually going to work? For a amount of time. It's just going to, the same thing is just going to happen. You're just going to let it go off. I'm just going to find some weird workarounds. No, you just will turn it off. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not I'm not banking on this to turn me into a morning person. <laughs> it was like 60 bucks or something to back this project. And who knows if I'll ever get it. I'll probably get it in like 2025 once they actually get to production or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um but so I mean last week I tried this. I mentioned earlier in the show. I got up last week uh we're trying to do the one car thing. Mm-hmm. And so a couple days out of the week it, we ended up doing some other stuff because I had to get my daughter ready and you know, she's she's like me. She stays up a little later and likes to sleep in. But um, but I I managed. I, I I pulled it off okay. But how many of those days did you come back and go back to sleep? Zero. No, there was one day you did. I didn't come. I had to come back because I left something here. No, but, but there, I did not come back and go to sleep. There was a day you came back. Not and went last to sleep. week. I've oh, done that in the before. past. <laughs> I've definitely done. Then that it was in the, the week past. before. But I didn't do You're that like, last oh, week. You're like, I'm gonna confess. Something. So three. Three out of five days last week, I got it. But I found this, I I literally, I did what I do oftentimes when I want to learn how to, uh, when I want to learn how to do things. And I just Googled how to become a morning person. Oh, okay. And? So I uh, found this great article from Daily Burn. Practice good sleep hygiene. Okay. What does that mean? Sleep hygiene is. Uh, keeping a consistent sleep schedule is one of the best ways to ensure you're getting a quality restful sleep. If you need to shift your schedule earlier, start moving your bedtime forward by just 15 minutes at a time. Adjustments more drastic than that will keep you, rebound, keep you rebounding between early and late bedtimes rather than creating lasting change. So the problem sense. is that you don't have a set bedtime. Yeah, well, and I don't like going to bed. Right. Oftentimes I don't want to go You're to bed like a because kid. I know that once I go to bed, it's going to be morning time and I have to start all over again. Right. Whereas nighttime is kind of like my time to like do the things that I want to do or catch up on work or yeah, just whatever. I have a hard time getting my mind to rest. Even when I try to go to bed early, I have a hard time getting my mind to like 
calm down enough to sleep. Okay. Uh, well, and also you get really, really upset when you go to bed and fall asleep at a normal time. That's true. You wake up like ang- actually angry. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's true. Um, step two, take your time balancing your own well-being against other personal and professional responsibilities is tough. Often finding the right work-life equilibrium starts with saying no, and so does getting enough sleep. Pare down your evening commitments so that you've got an hour completely blocked off to wind down before bed. Now that I'm reading these, I really don't want to do this. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) one of the tips is no electronics one hour before. That's that's baloney. (laughs) Fall asleep watching TV every night. Um, Implement a routine. Okay. Nap cautiously. I'm not a napper. Are you a napper? Uh, I don't have to have one, but... I could do, I could do it. Sometimes I just need quiet, quiet like rest time. Mm-hmm. That might be you know because I'm fifty percent extrovert, fifty percent introvert. Yeah, you just need so, to kind of disconnect. Yeah, I need yeah. a little bit of yeah quiet time, especially if a fit has happened or mm-hmm. one of my classic panic attacks. <laughs> What's that? Uh, <laughs> it's this new thing that's happening to me. <laughs> New and wonderful. Sounds fun. Power down. This is what you were just mentioning. Talks about how uh, electronics emit light that can disrupt our sleep patterns. So they say no, no electronics an hour before bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prep before bed. So basically take that hour that you're not (laughs) watching TV or being on your phone before bed and uh, prepare your lunch and your food and all that stuff for the next day. Get cozy. Speaking to like your actual bed sleeping area, that's not a problem for me. I can sleep anywhere. <laughs> I'm yeah, a, uh, so can I. Champion sleeper. Set your motive. Uh, just keep in mm. mind why you're doing it. Play a mind game. Ooh, the alarm goes off, and the immediate temptation is to hit snooze. Go ahead and do it, but then stay out of bed for those next nine minutes. The idea of the so-called inverted snooze is to ease the pain of waking up by telling yourself you only have to stick to it, uh, stick it out for nine minutes, move around, stretch, start brewing coffee. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I like that's that a idea. good one. So like hit snooze and then just say, I'm just getting out until the alarm goes off again and then I get to get back in bed. Yeah. You get it. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> I'm not but then do any snooze, of these ones. you only get to stay in bed for nine more minutes and then when it goes off, you have to do it again. I think the idea is that by the time the alarm actually goes off in 10 minutes, then you'll be up. Oh, I know what the idea is, but how you'll interpret that is different. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to end up having like a, uh, who was that? Was it Van Gogh that did like the hour on, hour off thing? Was it? Or and was it, it went insane? Ben Franklin. Yeah. Uh, bite the bullet. If you naturally wake within 10 minutes, within minutes of your alarm clock, it can be tempting to close your eyes and relish, relish just a few more minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so th- I've, I can't think of a time that I've ever woken up before my alarm clock, really? except for that's not true. <laughs> when I have really bad anxiety about something that's happening the next day, mm-hmm. <laughs> like back when, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. there was some not so great stuff going on in my life. And I had to get up and go to uh, meetings and things. And it was, uh, I would oftentimes wake up before my alarm clock on that. 
make moves, finding the right alarm and where to put it can make a big impact on whether you wake in the morning. So try different sounds and timing and location. I like that. I at one time wanted to try I found I feel like it was an app or something that played like a really gentle sound with the idea that you would it would it would wake you up in the shallowest point of your sleep cycle. So instead of waking you up when you're in a very deep sleep, it would play this kind of gentle sound in the background that would that was just loud enough to wake you up when you were not sleeping as deeply. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You look confused. Well, I think that, well, the thing that I think would be good is like if that mat thing mm-hmm. got progressively louder. Mm-hmm. If it stays the same, it won't matter because you're just going to put that into your sleep. Mm-hmm. In your dreams. Seize the day, waking up with a groan. This is this is just patronizing. <laughs> Seize the day. It's just telling you to wake up and be happy about getting out of bed. I feel like this article was probably clearly written by a, a morning person. <laughs> try an app. There are several apps that help you promise to get out of bed. Brighten up. Oh, it's let let the light in. Pare down your to dos. Amp up pro- productivity. Eat a healthy breakfast. Exercise in the morning. I feel. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if this will work. Well, what do you not think? with that attitude. <laughs> Got to be more positive. Have you ever? I mean, have you ever been a a, a night person? Well, I kind of am both. Because if we want to spend any time no, together, you're not both. What do you mean? No, you're not. You're. You pretty much shut down after like 11 o'clock at night. That's not a night person. I mean, you'll like try and force yourself to stay up, but it's very rare that you're When I have to wake present. up at 6, but on the weekends I'll stay up. Have you ever like consciously tried to get up earlier or stay up later? Earlier than 6? No need for that. <laughs> yeah. Well... We'll see how it goes, I guess. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have a, a good report for you next week. Mm-hmm. 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 You should try each one of these things and then report back. <sighs> Some of these might be kind of difficult for me. <laughs> I think we'll you should see. do it. Um, you guys out there, if you are a morning person or you actually, more importantly, if you switched if if you did not used to be a morning person and you became a morning person i would like to know i would like to know what you did i would like to know what your what your tips are okay. for for the transition that's uh that's what i'd like to know but speaking of uh speaking of the hatred that you feel for me every morning when you leave <laughs> and i'm still in bed <laughs> you, so what's really funny about that is that when I didn't have a job and I got to, s- and you had to wake up, mm-hmm. you would get so mad and jealous of me. Mm-hmm. And then you, you like projected that onto me because you would say, Aren't you so jealous that you have to wake up? And I'd be <laughs> like, No. Mm-hmm. And you say, I can tell that you're so jealous of this. And the only time I actually get mad is when I do get to sleep in and you have the alarm clock going off. Mm-hmm. Well, may, let me know next time, and we'll we'll figure oh, out the situation I've let you so know. that won't happen. I've let you know. I don't. I have no recollection of that. Anyway, Christy, you have uh, you have one of these. 
I do have one, Jeremy. <laughs> this one, I've been saving this one up for a little bit. I know this has been on the this has been on the sheet for a while. I've yeah. been wanting to get to it, but we keep running out of time. Um, and I kind of want to. I need to thank Jesse Dollamore for reminding me of my <laughs> hatred for this. Um, friend of the show, Jesse. Yes. So. My hatred or my drone strike goes out to same side sitters. Mm. And let me just read you what <laughs> Urban Dictionary defines oh. this as. A couple who, for some reason unknown <laughs> to humankind, chooses to voluntary, voluntarily sit next, next to each other on the same side mm. of a booth or a table at a restaurant, leaving the other side completely vacant. Example, hey, Eric, check out the lame-ass couple feeling each other up in that booth yeah man classic case of the same side sitters and i don't know if jesse started this or someone on his facebook but i've added to it is that taking pictures of people that are same siding (laughs) and then sending it posting it and doing a hashtag same siding you should uh you should make a twitter account for same siding yeah why don't people just tweet it to me with the hashtag okay. same sighting? Same sighting. Hashtag yeah. same sighting. Yeah, because these people need to be shamed. It's so <laughs> weird. Okay. Why Why do you have such strong feelings about it? Well, you don't like it either. I don't like to do it. I right. don't like to participate in it personally. Why not? Because I, I just, it feels really awkward to me. Like it, it physically awkward. just feels really awkward to be like your food's in front of you. So you're looking there and you're looking in front of you and looking around. But then the person that you're talking to is next to you. I generally like to try and look at people when I'm talking th- right. to them. We don't sit next to each other and stare at the wall while we're recording right. this podcast. We sit across from each other and yeah. gaze deeply into each other's right. eyes. That, and that's why it's weird. Because, Wait, so you're, because we look at each other? No. Oh. That's why same sighting is weird. Got it. So you're sitting next to each other. Not able to make eye contact where that's part of the dining experience, right? Mm. Is you (laughs) talk to each other, you make eye contact, you Mm -hmm. discuss things. And when you're sitting next to each other, the only thing that that's good for is if you want to be like a little bit touchy, Mm -hmm. which does not belong in a restaurant. (laughs) Maybe. I mean. No. 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 (laughs) Whatever you're going to say. The answer is no. Okay. All right. So I know that this people have strong feelings about this yeah which is weird because the answer is always no i would say that it's i would say that hey it it, whatever floats your boat whatever floats your boat that's what i say like i'm not into it which is good Mm -hmm. because you're not but i mean if somebody else is let them get their let them get their triple s on it's it's okay as if you're at a bar or Uh if it's a table that is meant for that Mm. which i guess that canless restaurant they have tables that are specifically made that way really i guess so. i haven't been do you have to like it's too expensive for me uh do you have to like call ahead <laughs> like i, I would re- like to request one of the same side tables please i don't know i don't know that's just what i've heard interesting yeah. um but okay. yeah it's it's really weird <laughs> there's no reason to be fondling each other at a restaurant that's mm-hmm. for home mm-hmm. or in the car mm-hmm. whichever mm-hmm <laughs> So okay. send right. me all your photos well, of same siders. Yeah, this is a t- so what's the hashtag you want people to use? I need same to write it down. Siding. Same siding. Okay. So two parts to this. Definitely send in your photos, you guys. And then um 
part two is we, we have a special guest coming up. Yes. That is, are we going to say who it is or no. are we going to leave a little mystery? Leave we're going to leave a little mystery. But it's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's somebody that, um, is very active. It has a Facebook page and some social media profiles. That's very active in the realm of, um, the, the restaurant food service, food yeah. service industry. And, um, Christy's a huge fan of this person and reach out to them and ask them to come on the show and talk about just share some mm-hmm. of their experiences. It's kind of fits. And we're going to ask them about this. But we also so we want to hear how you guys feel about same side sitting. Uh-huh. And we want to hear like just any questions you have for que- someone questions or issues that you have regarding the food service oh, yeah, industry. Like uh, how much should I tip? When should I tip? Mm-hmm. You know, when shouldn't I tip? I don't know why I'm stuck on tipping. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a huge issue. Can right? I, what about dietary restrictions or whatever? Right, I mean, right, so right. those are all good questions. Ask your questions. Post them on our Facebook page or email us or tweet us or whatever, and we'll we'll ask you guys too. But this is um, it, it'll be it'll be fun. So if you guys want us to ask these questions on the show, send them to us, and uh, we'll we'll look forward we'll look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, Christy. One last thing before we go. Okay. T minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. Just kidding. Two more things. <laughs> but I'll get to the. I'll get to the other thing. I'll get to the other thing next. <laughs> but now let me talk about this thing. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Tomorrow, there's going to be a rocket launch. Monday. The uh, March fourteenth. It's 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 our tomorrow. It's the listeners today, or or yesterday, or earlier in the week, or who knows when they're listening to this. But Monday, March fourteenth, uh, unless something goes horribly wrong, phase one of the two part Exo Mars mission is going to launch tomorrow. So this is a two part mission with the purpose of trying to find out if there's uh, possible life on Mars. <laughs> that that's the whole point of this mission. So it's a joint mission between the ESA, which is the European Space Agency, and um uh, Do they deal in pounds or in euros? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh and the Russian Space Agency, which I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce this. I believe it's Roscosmos, Ros- Roscosmos and the ESA. So the Russian Space Agency and the European, uh, the ESA, mm-hmm. uh, or ESA, um, are going to be launching this rocket tomorrow. As I said, it's a two-part mission, so there's actually going to be two separate launches. One of them is tomorrow. The other one is actually going to not be until 2018. But the one that's tomorrow that's going up, uh, it's got a, a small lander on it and uh, another satellite that's going to be orbiting Mars. So the little lander. So it's going to launch tomorrow. It's going to take seven months to get there. So it'll be there. It'll reach Mars in October. When it gets there, this little lander called Schiaparelli is going to come off, uh, going to detach and descend to the surface. And Schiaparelli is an entry, descent, and landing demonstrator module. So basically the entire purpose of this lander is just to test different things to land on Mars. It's... It's really difficult to land on Mars okay. uh, for a lot of reasons. I saw Martian. The biggest one, well, one of the biggest ones being that you have to get, you have to go really fast to get there because Mars is really, really far away. And Mars has an atmosphere. So it has enough of an atmosphere that 
the things coming into trying to land on Mars need to have heat shields and need to be protected. But the atmosphere in of Mars is much thinner than Earth's atmosphere, and so it's difficult. Uh, it doesn't slow. It doesn't slow things down as much that are coming into it. So when like the shuttle was landing or when the Soyuz capsules come back, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the friction uh, of the of the vehicle against the atmosphere slows it down well the, we don't ha- they don't have that on mars and so it's difficult we've tried lots of different things when we sent um Curi- mars curiosity there they used the biggest parachute ever created the the largest supersonic parachute ever created in the history of humanity that they were never able to do a full size test of here on earth uh they had to build a special uh uh wind tunnel for it to be mm-hmm. able to test it out they and use that then, to land they couldn't it do it right yeah and uh especially not replicating the uh, atmosphere obviously or the the true speeds they've tried r- surrounding things in balloons <laughs> like it looks like a pyramid of balloons and having them kind of bounce and roll along the surface until this they slow like down those crazy science experiments <laughs> you they, do like they give a the kid egg. <laughs> they give a kid like a pack of styrofoam cups yeah. and some toothpicks and tell mm-hmm. them to drop an egg off of a 10-story building. So they've tried lots of different things. So this this lander, it's an entry, descent, and landing demonstrator module. This one is actually, so it's got some rockets on it. It's, it's going to parachute down. Uh, it's got some rockets on it that are going to fire to try and slow it down just above the surface. And then it actually has a special component built onto the bond, bottom of it that's designed to absorb. It's basically designed to crush on impact and absorb a lot of the energy. So there, there is a small science payload on the lander. So it's going to do some science experiments once it's there. The, that part of the mission is only going to last for like two to four Martian days, souls they're called, uh, which is like 24 hours and 40 minutes or something like that. It's just a little bit longer than an Earth day. So um, uh, it, it, should be, it should be pretty interesting. The, the component that's going to then orbit Mars is called the Trace Gas Orbiter. And it's going to orbit Mars uh, for, you know, a, a number of years to come. And that the the purpose of that probe is to uh, look for trace gases. So it's going to look for like methane emissions and stuff like that, because those things like methane emissions would be a sign of potential life. So that's what it's going to be looking for. And then the um, second part of that launch, like I said, it's happening in 2018 and that's going to include a Rover. So that's going to have a a vehicle on it that actually lands on Mars using probably the results of some of this research from the uh, um, Schiaparelli entry descent and landing demonstrator module. I feel (laughs) like there needs to be a shorter name for it. And, um, uh, it's going to the the rover part 2 of the exomars mission will be uh, landing on mars in 2018 or 2019 but it'll be launching in 2018 so that's kind of cool we're heading back to mars it's uh going up tomorrow so that'll be fun that'll be cool tomorrow but it'll even be more cool in october when uh when it gets there and hopefully they land that thing That'll be fun. And what's the thing happening in 2017? In 2017? Yeah. The next, you, the part two of the mission? Oh, part two. It's in 2018. Can I tell you what made me mad about that? Yeah. Um, Is that the 
link light rail Northgate station <laughs> is taking longer <laughs> yeah. than for us to get to Mars. Yep, that's true. Okay. Well, not us. This is this is Europe and Russia. Oh. <laughs> but yes, yes. Yeah. Um I meant us as like mankind. Well, I will when I was as I was reading through the information about the ExoMars mission, the part 2 that's supposed to launch in 2018, it's now looking like it might be closer to 2020 because of some uh funding issues they've run into. So. So that's it's the not, problem with the Northgate. It's not Cro- just the Link Light Rail Station here in Seattle. <laughs> that's been taking that took twenty years. <laughs> yeah. And counting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we just have um one last thing that we need from you guys. Well, one not need, thing. but we'd love to hear your feedback. So we have a bunch of stuff that we want to hear your feedback from. We talked about it in the show. And again, we'll put this out there on social media and stuff. So if you follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. You'll you'll find all of this stuff as well. But um, we love to hear from you guys. As always, if you have comments or thoughts or feedback or suggestions or input about any of the stuff that we talked about, if you have a mystery that you want us to solve, if you have an am I a jerk that you want us to bring up, if you have restaurant-related questions, if you have a Nerd Out Loud karaoke song that you'd like us to play at the end, we're not going to do that today because I'm going to play JoJo's review of... The dessert fries from McDonald's. Uh, If you have any of that stuff, we would love to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at nerdoutloudpod.com. That's our website. It's got our phone number on there. There's a contact form. There's Facebook, Twitter, all of that stuff. Come and find us. Uh, nerdoutloudpod.com. We also post all of the links to all the stuff that we talk about in the shows. We We post there. But... Last but not least, we need your input on some hashtag wedding talk. Mm-hmm. Wedding chat. Wedding, wedding chat. Talk. I don't remember. Um, we are going to have a website for our wedding so with information on it so people can find out where we're going. We've also vote talked before that we're going to have people vote. <laughs> we're going to crowdsource <laughs> where to go on our honeymoon, which is terrifying and fun all at the same time. <laughs> um, but we need to pick out a URL for that website like in the next week. So we want to hear from you guys what you think the URL should be. I posted it on Facebook on my personal page and got some great suggestions Mm -hmm. on there. And we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your input. So let us know what you think the URL for our wedding website should be like wise homes merger dot biz. Yeah. Or whoever comes up with the best one that we decide to go with. Yeah, we'll probably doesn't have to pay the fifty dollar cover to get oh, into geez, the wedding. No, no, if, no. If we go with your name, no. If we go with your name and you're not already on the invitation list, no, oh, jeez, Jeremy. But we go with your URL, then you don't have to pay the fifty dollars that everybody else has to pay. Plus, it's now not fifty; <laughs> it's a hundred dollars <laughs> because when we met with the people, that's about what it costs per head. So it's a hundred dollars. All right, guys. We'll let you go. We won't make you wait any longer. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say. But stick around because JoJo is coming up at the end. And uh, with his review, his report from the streets of Japan. Of Japan. Where does he live in Japan? Japan. Where, though? Do you know? I believe Tokyo. Tokyo. Okay. Uh, Listen to JoJo's review of the dessert fries from McDonald's. It's amazing. We'll also post some pictures in the show notes, so go check it out. Christy, do you have any last words? Until next time, bring cake to the party. 
Let's do it like that. <laughs> and, uh, be your best self in the morning. Let your nerd flag fly! Hey, this is a Suffer Point in Japan correspondent and friend of the show, Jojo here. Um, and the other day, I got a tweet from somebody from the LRB um, asking about the chocolate french fries um, available here in Japan right now at McDonald's. I don't normally go in McDonald's, but uh, I thought, well, since I've been asked, I'll go and give them a try and do my best. So, here goes nothing. Okay, I'll have to speak in hushed tones because McDonald's is pretty funereal. There are about <coughs> 20, 30 people in here and nobody's speaking. Welcome to Tokyo at, um, well, 11 o'clock at night. Um, so, the fries are in front of me. They're covered in chocolate sauce, which came out of a rather disappointing twin pack. Basically, we've got regular old fries, just to check. Sorry, I know people hate it when people talk, eat on the radio. <laughs> They're just normal fries. Okay, let's try one with chocolate on. Huh. Well, do you know what? That's actually not too bad. Um, it's basically McDonald's fries with some fairly cheap chocolate sauce on top. Um, that's about it, really. Nothing amazing, nothing mind-blowing. Um, you could probably make them at home. I don't know why you'd want to. Unless you really, really, really want that type 2 diabetes. But, uh, hey, um, that's that. All right, well, uh, I guess I'm going to try and finish these so that I don't offend the McDonald's gods. Um, I'll let you know if I make it at the end. Thanks. Okay, I'm back outside now where I can talk a little louder. Um, so that was the McDonald's chocolate French fry experience. Um, Overall, I give it a 1.5 or a 2 out of 5. Not great. Uh, McDonald's fries are pretty hard to get wrong. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend this. Um, I prefer ketchup, uh, chili sauce, even ranch. Um, sorry, Mike. But yeah, even ranch. Um, anything like that would do. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Um, so, yeah, for now, stay away from Tokyo. Um, stay away until baseball season. Um, and then I'll see you all here for the first Wallers game, right? All right, guys. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for the show, as always. All right. Bye.